You're listening to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where two friends talk news, happenings, and nuances of their favorite sports and favorite teams, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia Flyers. Welcome one, welcome all, to episode three of the Big Stick Energy Podcast. I'm Jim, the Phillies guy, talking with my buddy Eric. What do you do, Eric? I talk Flyers hockey. Live, breathe, die by it. That's beautiful. Beautiful sentiment. How have you been, Jim? How was your week? Ah, like a couple of rough patches here and there. Phillies got clobbered over the weekend. That was fun. But, uh, you know. I watched that one. Did you? Yeah, it was a rough one. I probably <laughs> yeah, rough is not the word I would use. Probably the last time I watched, to be honest. Yeah. No. But I wouldn't blame you for not wanting to watch it, another game. No, nope, I probably. <laughs> it was pretty frustrating up until the Noel start, but other than that, it was pretty uh, pretty bad stuff out there. Did not love it. But big day today. It. Eh, kinda. <laughs> it's supposed to be a big day for other teams, maybe not the Phillies. We got a we got a couple acquisitions to talk about today. We did we did? It was pretty. It it was interesting how it shaped out. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the guys they did get kind of shape out. We'll go into more of that in a little bit. Got any flyer stuff for me? No. Well, I do. I do. <laughs> um, Look, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I'm really trying, but we've uh, we had we had a little bit happen that wasn't Flyers related, but okay. it was division related. So I figured oh. I'd talk about that and see you know the implications of what will happen to the Flyers. Um, okay. So the New Jersey Devils, who by the way have taken the rebuild and zoomed it about three years too fast, and now they're kind of competitive. And they took my guy Wayne. That's going to be – he's going to get 37 goals against the Flyers this year. Yeah, probably. But um, – He's just that good. It's okay. But, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be it, – I honestly – I think I don't think the Devils – I think the Devils are going to be one, the, one of the other two teams in the division who are going to give us problems this year. So that will be interesting to see. I don't think the – you know, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into, we'll get into my thoughts in a little bit. But A little bit. Yeah, like – you know, a couple minutes. Oh, okay. I was like, where are we going here, Eric? <laughs> I know where we're going. Okay, okay. I got a, I got a path I'm going down. All right. I like to keep everyone on their tippy toes, keep them interested. Okay. Can't just blow my load right away. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the Devils traded for Nikita Gusev, who is a Russian defenseman who well, I think he's Russian. I'm 90% certain he's Russian with that name. Stereotype. I could look it up. What's his name? Nikita Gusev. You should look it up. Gusev. Yeah. Um, they traded for a second. The Devils traded to Vegas, a second and third rounder, because they own the rights. He originally played in the KHL. He had a really good season last year. Um, I think he had like 62 no, he maybe 42 points in 62 KHL games or 62 points in 82 KHL games, something like that. But All right. So the Devils traded. He is Russian. 
could save my ass. But the Devils traded a second and third rounder for him. And the reason that I bring it up is, A, obviously the Devils got a little bit stronger. Potentially, I will give my reasoning why I think that, that this trade might not actually be as flashy as people think it is. And, B, Nicholas Braun, the guy that the Flyers traded for a little while ago, who's 32, I think, 31, 32, I don't know, something like that, he was traded for the same exact thing. We gave a second, third rounder away. So it's kind of a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of tweets that were saying basically, oh, my God, Chuck gave away second and third rounder for an old fossil, and the Devils got the same exact, gave away the same exact thing, and they got this younger player. But the problem with that is that with Braun, you already know what you're getting. Okay. Braun's an, an experienced veteran defenseman, which is what we needed. Do I think I do think that we gave away too much? I think we could have probably kept the third round pick. And you gave like a second and a fourth, maybe or something. I don't know. Went down a little bit, but the NHL's been kind of weird this year with like what's been given in a trade and what isn't. I don't know. Chuck seems to like to overspend, so I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. But Gusev hasn't even played a game in the NHL ever. He hasn't touched okay. the ice in the NHL, and the KHL is a completely different league. So he could honestly be a bust, which I'm praying for because then the Devils will now have P.K. Subban added to their defense and then this Russian stud defenseman who I think's 20. He's like, well, did you see how old he was when you looked mm, up? Was he like 25 or 26? I can, I can check that out right now. He is 27 years old. All right, so he's like we're coming right into his prime. So it'll well, be interesting to flyers, see. But he's a left wing. He's a left wing? It says left wing right here on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> He's not a defenseman? He, I don't know. It looks like it says left wing unless I'm blind. Okay, so scratch exactly. Scratch <laughs> everything I just said. Um, so he's not a defenseman, so you know what? Never mind. I'm just babbling on here about right. this. Sounds I mean, good. he still gave Braun and Gusev were traded for the same exact thing. That's what a lot of people were pissed about and he could be a bust but he's not a defenseman so we'll clarify that so braun that's that's where the braun comparison ends i was babbling (laughs) on right there okay that made no sense thank Um, god for wikipedia right thank you a little late but but it's okay it's fine right but yeah i do think that it was a better trade because you know what you're getting at least you don't know what if his game's going to translate to the nhl he could suck a lot, of, a lot of the times when players from the KHL come over, it's a lot less contact in that league. There's a lot more mm-hmm. open ice. Okay. Players don't. Players are able to kind of flourish over there, and then they come back over here. And it's then kind of like the two hand touch version of. Uh... Yes, I mean, there's definitely still hitting, and like it's hockey, yeah. so there's contact, but it's a lot more like. Okay. It's really players just go over there to get paid more because there's I don't think a lot of it's like KHL is an interesting league. There's a lot of like stories about what goes on through management there and stuff and yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean that's like the big thing that happened this week because I've been sitting around you know getting really hyped for the Flyers season, but at the same time it's really hard to stay super hyped because nothing is happening at the moment. And obviously, I didn't think this was going to be a crazy offseason because I think that Fletcher wanted to kind of just fill the holes, but he didn't want to do anything flashy because mm-hmm. 
which I'm glad he's not doing because the Flyers have been notorious for doing stupid shit in the offseason and then coming back to bite them in about a year, like a season later. Yeah. Um, but You hate to see that. I mean, that's a Philly thing, too. It just kind of <laughs> happens all the time. You, just, you spend big, and then it never translates well. Kevin Hayes is our biggest by the season but I think he'll I think he he fits a need so it's like it's not like and he wasn't like this flashy free agent he was just happened to be like the second or third top free agent to get but um the thing that I've been waiting for that I'll talk about a little bit is TK Travis Konechny and Provorov's contracts have not been signed yet they're RFAs which in case you didn't know restricted free agent (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to make sure you were aware. It's not a, um, not a solo hockey thing there. But I'm just helping you out. I know, I know. But so they're really the two contracts that they need um shape up, and then that'll be kind of it. Because I think at the moment it's looking like the world – is it the world championships maybe are going on right now? Something's – so one of these le- one of these tournaments is going on right now, and the, I think three or four Flyers prospects are on the U.S. team, and Farabee is one of the guys who I talked about last week. Yeah, um, I remember him. He's he's a, been absolutely just filthy on the ice. Like he's been he's scored. I think he has like three highlight level goals. He's put on like fifteen uh, pounds of muscle or something. He's and he actually said in an interview today that the team told him to be prepared for an 82-game season Ooh. and that he's obviously he spent the whole offseason in the gym getting trained. I'm th- I think he's the guy who makes the team in training camp, it sounds like. He's having, he seems like he's the most built and ready, which I'm fine with because he he's a monster. So We like the monsters here in Philadelphia. But to, to go with that, that means we don't have to sign an RFA. Or not an RFA. That means we don't have to sign a uh, like a free agent guy to fill out that third wing, that third right wing. So That's we can need. spend that money on T- TK and Provorov. Um, Provorov has been kind of at a standstill because these defensemen have been getting signed for I don't know seven or eight year deals, and I don't think I think management along with a lot of this fan base, which granted the fan base can be idiotic sometimes, but I think they're onto something with this. I don't think Provorov deserves a elite level contract. No, <laughs> not at the moment. I think he needs to prove himself for a year or two. So give him like a three or four year deal, maybe. You know, pay him a little bit, but yeah. give him like because he's only twenty three. Yeah, you don't want to sign that guy for a huge contract. And then he ends what up. If he, what if he sucks? You know. Yeah, and that's he's he's still shaping up his game, and he hasn't like had that entire season span where he's just uh, taken over like we've kind of expected him to like he has just fl- these flashes and he's been a steady defenseman honestly his entire career so far it's just like he's still kind of clarifying he's st- or he's still kind of clearing up like dumb mistakes he makes and like y- you know stuff that like a young player will do like give the puck away maybe try to be a little too flashy sometimes mm-hmm. um but he's still a very talented and smart hockey player like he knows what to do with the puck which obviously if you want your franchise defenseman you want him to what? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to do that for like five minutes, and I feel bad. <laughs> okay. Got it out? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go back into it. Go for, go for it. But. Um, but I think Provorov, uh, I think you should give him like a three- to four-year deal, maybe five. But I, I think three to four would be good. And then Konechny. See, Konechny has 
you I think you know what you're getting with him, but he still needs to take the next step. But I think giving him a little bit more of, of a bigger deal would honestly make more sense. But yeah. I also think that if you wanted to sign Provorov now, uh, Konechny would probably take a bri- could take a bridge deal, and then maybe like two years, three years, then. Um, then obviously give him a better contract if he yeah. pans out, you know. Yeah. Uh, but so I think that Provorov should get. I don't know. I think Provorov will get six to seven years. I think that's what they're going to end up doing. They're going to probably try to give him like four point five to five million a year, which would be honestly pretty good. That would be. I think that would be fair for what he is and what he still needs to show. It's like a good middle ground. That sounds like a pretty big contract. But all the, a lot of defensemen have been getting in like the seven or eight, so I think that yeah, like yeah. regardless of like how well he does, do you think that'd be worth it? Yeah, because I think, and also you don't want to get to that point where he like holds out. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then TK should he'll get like a three year deal, probably like four million, which is like perfect for him because he sh- at least he's shown that he's a twenty five goal scorer and he has the capability of being in that thirty to thirty five goal range if he plays with the right center which i think he will this season so it's kind of like it's up in the air but i think that the team's handling it well and they're trying their best because they're also it's not like we're we're not we're not like swimming in cap space at the moment because Mm -hmm. of what we've done already we like i think we have hold on one second one second later is that copyrighted (laughs) um their cap space at the moment is 13 not 13,000 that would be shitty <laughs> I was gonna I was about to say yeah. they have zero cap no, 13 13 million which would be perfect for giving Provorov and connecting that deal but you also have to take into account that even if you're gonna give them like Provorov a big contract you don't want to strap yourself in a couple years when like Giroux and Borochek are up and you want to re-sign them or Katoria because Katoria's deal is very healthy now but he's probably gonna want a bigger contract in a couple yeah. years and then like give Cooter, give you, Cooter, and some you got to sign Carter Hart next year, I think. Oh boy, and you're gonna have to sign him to a decent contract, especially because goalies are getting signed a lot. Does how long? How long does a rookie contract last for? Like three, a, three years. Three okay. years. Okay. So he's we're paying him. Actually, no, it's two more years. We're paying him. We're paying him two more years for like whatever the minimum minimum is. It's like seven hundred and fifty thousand or something. I'd take that. Yeah, that's two <laughs> years, and honestly, that'd be great. And if we could win big in that time. If you win big in that time, he's going to be worth a lot more. But also, <laughs> it also helps you in terms of like we can kind of pack our team now and then, true. Yeah, so it's kind of it, like our window to win, honestly, is two is the next two seasons. Okay, is so like how does the cap work in the NHL? Is there like a set like if you go over that cap, mm-hmm. can you go over the cap or no? No, no. It's set, I think it's set this year at eighty three thousand, okay. eighty three thousand, eighty three million. <laughs> Dude, we're. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Every time about. I say thousand, I mean million. I'm just right. having brain farts. But no, eighty three million, and the cap keeps going up. So I didn't. I haven't talked about this yet, and I just honestly didn't think about this. But until like last week, right after we were done recording. But next season, the CBA is up. CB, which is like the players' union and also uh, the league. Okay. So there is potential for a lockout next season. Oh Jesus! So honestly, my theory is that the Flyers will probably have their best season in years this year, and they'll go on a run, and then next year they'll have a lockout, and all their momentum will stall. <laughs> <laughs> which is exact. So maybe like 
I'm hoping that the because the problem with that is all these players like the contract situations are getting all wonky, and that usually is what happens right before uh, right before a lockout is where like all these players are getting all these like ridiculous offers. Players are holding out for too much money, and then they have to reset the cap and everything, and it's just mm-hmm. going to be a mess, I think. But I'm hoping that um, it gets taken care of sooner rather than later because the last lockout kind of sucked, even though it wasn't a full season. It was you know. I mean, no one likes a lockout. Well, yeah. It takes away from the sport, takes away from... And it also, the NHL's been doing a really good job of building their league up, and I think they're starting yeah. to get at least competitive. And actually, I think next year, because the CBA will be up, and I think that's the expiration of the NBC sports um, deal. Uh-huh. And I think the rumor is that ESPN is going to go back in and buy them, so that means games will be featured on ESPN, which definitely... Ew. But that'll also help NHL boost <laughs> yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, it will. But because they used to be on ESPN. ESPN sucks. Though. I know, but it used to be it used to be up to on ESPN. I think back in like the mid two thousands, and honestly, that's when hockey was hockey was definitely at like more of a peak. Then it's still like it's obviously people are watching it. I think the Stanley Cup Finals this year were the most watched Stanley Cup Final in like the past five years mm-hmm. because you know it's nice that all these teams that aren't featured. Like it's not like the Penguins every year, or like yeah. it's not like the NBA Finals where it's boring. the same three teams that circulate, yeah. but, or the same two, and then Golden State just already has their chair there. <laughs> They're just <laughs> like, all right, we made it. But um, that's off topic. That's, that's okay. too basketball. We podcast. we have a guy for that. No, we don't. We do. We might. We might. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe a little like maybe sports like sports update. Yeah. Version coming like, soon. It'll be like thirty-five seconds. We'll give them coming soon. It'll be like yeah. when ESPN now gives the NHL its time. It's thirty-five seconds of Barry Melrose talking, <laughs> and then they cut him off. And they go back to LeBron, and whatever he's doing. Okay. But um, yeah. So I mean, that's really it for the Flyers talk this week because there's not. I I really only wanted to cover that Gusev trade, who I thought was a defenseman this entire time. Turns out he's not. And then I wanted to cover those <laughs> contracts. I could talk about the um like division who i think you know where i i mean i kind of cover that but save that for next week (laughs) yeah you know i'm not going to talk about that yeah i'm going to save for next week yeah that's it i mean there's not too much going on right now hopefully next week one of those contracts gets taken care of or something happens i um i mean it's almost august which means that stuff is going to start to kick in a little bit i go i think the rookie camp starts next month. I think it's in the middle of the month, or it could be like, it could be really. Hold on, you got anything on your mind? Anything on my mind? We're gonna have a whole long talk about what I think about the Phillies. <laughs> That's what's on my mind. I I'm kind of bummed that uh, they didn't get a couple couple guys. I, I really wish they got like a Nick Castellanos from the Tigers. Actually, or... hold on a second before I cut you off. I think that development camp happened already oh my god <laughs> so that was in who june. are your informants that was that was in june oh god but um all i know is that the preseason starts at in september in september no, september 9-11 is the first game it'll be fun it's actually at the it's oh no, that's the rookie game is the first game and then the first and then the preseason starts the rookie game september 16th they have a rookie game every year against the islanders Oh, and okay. that's at the actually it's at PPL Center, the Phantoms yeah. Arena. But that'll be fun. And then the preseason kicks off until September thirtieth, and then 
October 4th. So we're coming up fast, but... All right, I'm excited. That's it for Flyers talk, I think. There's not... There's nothing else really going on. I feel bad. I really wish I could create news, but that's crossing right. my fingers for next week. That's something. Okay. We'll find something. We'll Chuck, find something to talk about. Sign someone, anyone. Don't you worry, podcast listener. We will find flyer stuff to talk to. Talk but, about. All right. Let's jump right. into the. Phillies. Let's get into the Philadelphia Phillies, who got whopped by the Braves over the weekend. That was probably. A depressing low point. I wouldn't say it's a low point though, because they are seven and three in their last ten. So we're kind of looking looking pretty good. We won last night against the San Francisco Gigantes. That was that was a good game. Um, Reese boy, the home run champion of the Phillies right now, had a had a nice two run dinger. Um, it was it was just fun to watch, you know. They had some good pitching from one of their star acquisition pieces, Cliff Lee 2.0, Drew Smiley. He really puts a smile on my face. Oh god, that was bad. <laughs> it was like a tweet that I read. That was I like everyone's tweet. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. Drew Smiley has the potential if he continues to pitch the way he's pitching to save at least a portion of the Philadelphia Philly season. Uh, he had a very solid outing. I'm looking at the stats right now, and he had. We're going to edit this out. Where? Oh, there we are. Drew Smiley had seven innings pitched last night. Only allowed four hits, just like his previous start. Zero earned runs. One walk and five strikeouts. He is the only other Philadelphia Phillies pitcher who have a quality start in the last month. Do you know what a quality? Do you know what constitutes a quality start? So like, not losing, <laughs> allowing, uh, I believe it's two runs or less in the span of six innings. So he is the only Philadelphia Phillies starting pitcher to do that in the last month, other than Aaron Nola. I was going to say, but Aaron Nola is almost like an outlier at this point. Yeah, well, I, he's he's back on track. I like to see. Uh, he got tagged for four runs on the one where they, they Sunday won, night, they won the one they won against four, the Braves. Right? But, I mean, yeah. he still looked good. Um, he's kind of hit. I feel like Nola, he's, he's doing good. He just hits like kind of a barrier. Like a plateau? Yeah, plateau in the middle of a game, and after that he's just done. I, I don't know if that's just from doing – too many carrying, innings. Carrying the team on his back. Yeah, pretty much. He he really has been for the last month or so. Um, I I if I were him, I'd be frustrated because what other player in the league is looked at as like the only player that can get something done on the Phillies uh, or on any team really? Uh, at least at that position. I mean, you can say that like there's other players. Oh the yeah, team. there's other players that but can carry a team, wise, but like team. when when you're looking at a team and they only have one friggin' pitcher. No, you're basically banking. You're almost like, <laughs> like say you're the team well, playing the Phillies. You're banking that your rotation doesn't hit Nola. Like, yeah. You're basically if and you hit, yeah. likewise, the Phillies are like, can we pitch Aaron Nola every game? <laughs> it's just not going to work like that. And when you have all that pressure, like, hey, every five games we have to win one game, you know, and that's your only source of confidence in your pitching staff. It's very frustrating for a player, I imagine. 
to have to go through that and and he's done really good with it but if drew smiley continues to pitch the way he is i think oh i'm not gonna call him a number two starter because but at least for the moment it's a one-two mo- punch yeah yeah it, it's nice it's a nice thing to have we'll it's, take it for at least the remainder yeah. of the season and hopefully one of their new additions which i was just looking at we'll go into uh, a little bit of who they got from the trade deadline we got news on, I believe it was Monday, that a former New York Met, <laughs> probably the worst pitcher on the Mets, Jason Vargas, will but be also, joining our team. But also, at the same time, doesn't he have, like, the best ERA on, on is it on this team or the Mets? Uh, he might be uh, the best on the Phillies. That's what I, I think. <laughs> I think he's the best ERA on let's, our team. Yeah. Let's take a look here. Um, Jason Vargas. But we have Vargas. I saw that we picked up. I mean, it seems a couple of the trades we made were minor leaguers that I don't think are going to have an impact at the moment, right? Um, <clears throat> they got one guy that they moved to a minor league deal. Australia. Uh, Orias. They also traded Dan. They traded for Dan. St- Straley, 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 Straley uh, from for the oiler or the Oilers, the, the Oilers, the Oilers, the, the, the Oilers. Let's see. Sorry, here. I'm Hold still on. in hockey. One mode. second, please. Pause in the podcast. Not actually pause though. Leave it going. I don't know. Jason Vargas doesn't have the best ERA on the team. <clears throat> What's an all close right? to it? Close to it. He's a four point oh one right might now. Have, he might have had it before that game with Nola. <laughs> No, Nola, Nola was below four and has been for a good couple starts now. But Jason Vargas right now has a 4.01 ERA. which will fit right in. I mean, he would currently be one of our top three starters. <laughs> so I'll take it. Uh, he's going to be a reliable player. He'll come out every every five games and give you what Jason Vargas has. <laughs> he had a little bit of a uh, rough outing, I believe, the last time he pitched. Let me see. Yeah, he gave up three earned runs. and But you know what? I'll take it because Honestly, what we have is they moved Eflin to the bullpen, which will be interesting to see. Uh, I still think he has rotation stuff. My but guy. I like Eflin. Uh, I think he still has rotation stuff. He's just really I, – I personally think he should go on the I.L. because – because you think he's hurt. His body's heavy. What the hell does that mean other than he's probably hurt in some way? You've spent way. all week trying to figure <laughs> out what he means by my like, body is heavy. It it just sticks with me. I'm like, what what does he mean by and that? You, does he it, doesn't mean he doesn't mean that his go body Go to the doctor if your body's heavy. Like you could have like, a blood disease or something. Have, you have a growth. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I personally think that he should go get that checked out. He said it's not medical, but I could be mental, but it's most likely medical. Um, your 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 body's heavy. <laughs> Did he add weights to it? <laughs> Did someone someone put cement in a cereal or something? <laughs> um, but anyway, I I really think that Eflin either if he feels better comes back to the rotation or comes back to it next next year because he did give us really solid outings whenever he when he was healthy it it's frustrating to see him go through that because he's not going to be your best pitcher but you know he's going to come out there give you seven maybe eight innings 
which is something we need, especially since our bullpen isn't isn't the greatest right now. But if he can give you that much in, that many innings and just only worry about one or two innings, maybe three, that's really going to help your team go a long way. Um, and I think a lot of the issues they're having with their bullpen this year is because none of their stars are going farther into the games, really kind of taxing them every every segment of the way. And the way the schedule is kind of messed up this year where they're going 17 game stretches without a break that can really eat through a lot of arms um which he already has yeah you know david robertson's <laughs> which gone. is what i was we had bring him. up to you <laughs> we had him for three games and he's done for the season um, um moving from pitching for a second they also phillies acquired Corey Dickerson from the Pirates. What Which do you think about that? I love because Corey Dickerson is a dependable uh, outfielder. I was looking he, at his stats. He hits. Got. Uh, I think he's a two eighty five career average. Um, he's not going to hit you a lot of home runs, but he's going to get on base. He's going to. Do you want to know the season stats? I got them right here. Yeah, if you got. He's got. got uh, he's got a three fifteen. Yeah, that's this good. This season with eighteen doubles, four homers, and twenty five RBIs. Which for the Pirates, I mean. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, uh, I so. think definitely coming to this lineup, you might have a little bit more success because they have other guys to worry about. Yeah. Um, he's, probably, he's probably not playing on that. He's going to play tomorrow, though. So yeah, they just got him. They wouldn't yeah. play him today. Um, they could have, you know. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not really sure where he fits into the lineup. I. I. If he's in 300, I would think either be in, probably in front of the lineup. Maybe uh, he fits in either first or second. Segura. And him could flip flop there. Um, Kingery could move back to like maybe the five spot. I think he might succeed there because he's actually been kind of slumping. Uh, I'll go into that in a little bit. I have a I have a little segment I'd like to uh, initiate this this week. But oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> it was a surprise. Um, but. I think that uh, Kingery might be able to slot into that five spot, moving Real Muto back a little bit. I don't think Real Muto is meant for that spot. Uh, he he gets hits, but usually when no one's on, and your number five spot is basically, in my opinion, it's almost like your secondary cleanup hitter. If the cleanup hitter doesn't get it done, your five spot's going to come in and knock somebody in. But Real Muto doesn't really do that. He just sets the table. And once you get towards that back part of the lineup, there's really no one to bring that table down if once you get past there. Um, there's a couple guys that I, I, I think that would work very well. I think, in my mind, this is my personal favorite lineup. It would probably go either Dickerson or Shagora to lead off. Oh, wait, Hoskins is batting third tonight. That's interesting. Yeah, which I was also going to bring up that they're on currently. As <laughs> yeah, they are. Recording. They are on as we're recording, so I might get excited a couple we'll times. Keep, yeah, we'll keep. Uh, going. While we're recording, we'll give some a little updates, which means that we'll probably but, just cut off midway through the game. Maybe. Um, anyhow, so I think my personal favorite lineup right now would probably be, uh, like I said, Segura and uh, Dickerson up in that one or two spot. And they could switch, so maybe one takes one one game, two. You could flip flop them whenever you need to. Yeah. Um, obviously that uh, that puts Dickerson probably in left field. Um, so I'll go. I'll go. I'll, I'll say Dickerson Segura. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep Harper in that three spot. Uh, Hoskins number four. Well, Hos- 
Hoskins usually four though, right? Yeah, he's a cleanup. He's okay, our cleanup right now. But he's uh, he's hitting better than Harper right now. So, which is another thing I'll bring up later. But anyhow, uh, so we'll go Dickerson, Segura, Harper, Hoskins. I'll put Kingery in that five spot. Move Real Muto back one. Probably I'll probably put Hazley ahead of Hernandez right now. And then Hernandez in that eight spot. And I think that's a solid lineup right there, personally. Offensively, it's solid. Yeah, I mean, a couple of guys are heating up right now, and that's what we really want to see coming into August. This is a tough stretch. Well, not a tough stretch for them, but an important one that if they're going to make any ground up, that this that is what they... series th- was their, honestly, their chance at the moment. Their like current chance was at the moment. They have other. I mean, they'll have yeah, but that was definitely one of those ones you were hoping yeah. that maybe they take two out of the three. And they have one more out. one more series with the Braves, was and it, then they they won one out of the three, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're tied with the Braves from the series season for six to six. So but if they ever end, if they is that how? So how do tie breakers work? If they were to get to that point, is that how they break them? Well, they'd go division record and stuff like that before that. They have other guys in the division, so like the Nationals okay. and like. Yeah, I don't think it'll get to a tiebreaker. I think the Braves, unless the Braves start sucking again, which they were on kind of a skid before they clobbered us, but uh, if they do kind of skid, I mean the Phillies really aren't totally out of it. They're not only no, they're not. That was the, that's the thing. They're only oh wait, they're in second place right now. Nationals lost two. What? This is new news. Everyone listening to this is going to be like, these guys are totally unprepared. <laughs> yeah, this is the second week in a row where the Braves have done something detrimental, and we yeah. haven't re- realized it until midway through. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say the Braves have done anything detrimental, but the Braves... See those two games that the Phillies played, that would have been key. We would have... Exactly. So, but... Well, they could have been within three games of them at that point. Um, Phillies are six and a half back, so were the Nationals. The Phillies overtook the Nationals... In the it looks like they overtook them in the uh, wild card race at the moment. They're is the, is, currently tied. Are the Phillies? Phillies in, are ahead though. Are they in the wild card spot or are they just out of it? They are in the wild card spot as we speak. Hopefully they win tonight, get some ground. If they win tonight and Chicago loses, the Phillies are in the first uh, wild card spot right now. It's crazy. So if the Nationals lose too, in a week span, the Phillies could be in the first wild card that spot. They could be in first place. No, that won't happen. Stop it. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that because the Braves, the Phillies are six and a half back. So realistically, they're like it's almost like being twelve games back because each half a game is counted in there. But but it's possible. Wait, the Phillies are if, six and a half back. They're six from, and a half back, but from. The it's just weird the way the schedule like the thing works out because like okay because right now I thought they were oh because it, it's not including losses is it no it is so what what are you talking about all right so the Phillies are fifty six and fifty all right let's say the Braves just keep winning they're staying six and a half back if the Phillies won okay they're si- all right the Braves are sixty four all right okay 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 I I didn't for some reason I was reading that and I was like I thought that was a five. I was like, wait, how are they two? What is going yeah, no, on? Yeah, Phillies are like almost okay. almost eight. Really All right, eight so the Phillies could back. Phillies most likely will just hang hang around that wild card spot for a little while until maybe they they play the Braves. 
When is the next time they play the Braves? Next time they play the Braves, I believe, is in September. So it's going to be a big series. Oh, man. It's going to be a fun. Hopefully it gets closer. It's going to be a fun rest of the season. Hopefully it gets a little bit closer. It'll be fun game day. We'll, we'll, we'll hope for the best, but I'm not expecting the best. I'm expecting that wild card at the moment, especially with some of the moves they made. They're definitely not rolling over. I think Dickerson's a really nice addition. Um, I was hoping they would get Nick Castellanos because I feel like he, his power would really fit in really nicely. Uh, I was hoping they would also get Puig, one of the two of them. We could talk. Um, you know, I know it's not Philly's talk, but we could talk about Puig. Oh yeah, the from what happened yesterday. Because that's it's not Philly's talk, <laughs> but it's. I mean that 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 was just crazy. Like imagine getting like, I think they. I think a tweet that I read was like, this is the first time in MLB history where a player has been traded, knew he was traded, stayed in the game, and then got in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like it was like that's called being a team player, and I was like, yeah. honestly, he was probably taking some of that anger out from getting traded. He was, uh, he's probably going to a better team. The uh, yeah, but sometimes even though you go to a better team, you're like, I mean, yeah, you want to stay where you're at. It's tough to be moving around constantly because he was in the, he was with the Dodgers last year. They traded him. Um, I like Puig. I think he's definitely I he's got a hot head sometimes, but a lot of players do. Um he would have been a nice asset right in the middle of that order. Um I think with Dickerson though, it's just him and Dickerson are two different style players. Dickerson's gonna hit for average, Puig's gonna be more of a power bat. Um which honestly probably not that there's one better than the other, but no, I I personally would have liked more of a power bat because the Phillies' power numbers are down this year. But I'll take Dickerson because that sets the tape a little bit better. Kingery right now isn't getting the job done. Um, they have Hernandez up there tonight, but I I personally don't think Hernandez is a nice table setter. He just gets useless hits. Um. Sometimes it comes in a clutch time, but it's, I don't know. I think they needed to trade him this offseason, but that's another, that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we got to focus on the now, not Yeah, the focusing on the now. So, obviously, trade deadline was interesting. Getting Jason Vargas, Corey Dickerson, uh, a bench piece, and I believe Aureus. Uh He's in the, they signed him to a minor league or sent him to the minors, but hopefully that's just like a transitioning kind of thing, because um, they need to replace Sean Rodriguez on the bench because he's just terrible. It's frustrating whenever they bring him into the game. Among among other players on their bench, I don't know if you know my personal hatred of Andrew Knapp. I think a lot of people just hate him. But. I've. Uh... I've I've kept tabs on your Andrew Knapp hatred. Andrew Knapp, it's just like kind of, like you you send him out there to do what? Strike out. Every team in every <laughs> sport has that one player who you just the I entire city collectively I think groups around to hate. You need a punching bag. But like he's just so much worse than any other player I've hated on the Phillies because he just doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything good. Like he even he even plays his position poorly. So it's not like he's like there for any particular particular skill. I could understand if he was a really good catcher and wasn't really doing anything offensively, but the fact that he just sucks at everything that he does, like 
you gotta there's gotta be someone either free agent or in your organization that can do at least one of the things they're tasked with doing and injured app can do neither <laughs> so i mean that's where i'm at with him uh so I'll just wrap up a little bit about the, uh, the trade deadline. Uh, last last couple of moves the Phillies have made, they have acquired. Um, so they got Logan Morrison a couple weeks ago. He's a uh, he's down in our minor leagues probably. I think they could probably bring him up soon to uh, just kind of bolster our bench a little bit. Um, they got Mike Morin from the Twins. Talked about him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple couple outings already. Drew Smiley uh, is our big free agent acquisition at the moment. Um, Jose Perella from the from the Padres. Uh, he'd be a solid bench piece right now. He's probably a like kind of a utility guy. I'd like to see him up here instead of Sean Rodriguez. Um, they got Jason Vargas, obviously, the other day. And they signed Blake Parker, a uh, free agent uh, reliever from the Twins. They didn't really trade anything for him. They just He was a designated free agent. So, um, so I mean, Blake Parker, he's a proven bullpen guy. He'll get you some innings done. Um, nothing, nothing crazy there. Uh, but I think I'll be honest with you. I think this was a successful trade deadline. I it mean, wasn't flashy. It wasn't flashy, but you know what? They filled the needs that they needed to fill. That's um, all you can ask. People. That's the thing. Is like most fans are gonna sit there and be like, "We didn't get anyone too crazy." And as we as we talk, the Phillies just uh, dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys on first and third, not great. Um, but you know, Vinny people. Hmm? Classic Benny Velo, but but people, continue. you know. They expect like flashy all stars every time you're going to make a move, and that's mm-hmm. the thing is you're not you're not. We made our big splash the off season, you know. We got we made a couple big splashes in the off season, yeah, so, so it's not like they just needed to round out the edges a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know they're not they're not ready to win yet, but they they're ready to compete. And they're, oh, we're they're, ready to win. <laughs> maybe in your dream with Harper. Hey, you know what? They're winning. They're playing winning baseball right now. There's no, seven no, of them. No, they're, no, they're ready ten. to win. They're not ready to like win at all. I know. I don't yeah, think they're going to win at all. But, but they're they're competing. There's definitely yeah, a team they're, here, they're and they're I think competitive. And I think you know what? They made upgrades. They well, made upgrades. Is, well, for, this this is how you start in terms of getting to that place of winning. They yeah. they added these huge pieces. They got a team. This year's a nice little you know way to ju- gauge like okay look. We need pitchers. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to next season fill out a better starting rotation. Which Jake Arrieta is probably going down as one of the worst contracts that the Phillies have signed. Yeah, and he's got – hopefully he just kind of just gives up on his MLB career and just takes that money and goes somewhere somewhere else. Yeah, because you know um, he'll leave the team and he'll end up having a great yeah. season and winning. Yeah, but – um. Yeah, they, there's a couple guys in the offseason they could go out there. I know Garrett Cole from the uh, Houston Astros, who's a stud pitcher right now. Everyone's comparing him to Randy Johnson at the moment because he's got a he's got crazy strikeouts right now. Uh, he's at two over 200 strikeouts right now, and it's almost halfway through the season, so that's crazy. But um, if the Phillies could nab him, I think they probably could, uh, especially if. Uh, they don't really add anyone I mean, right now. Um, 
I mean, also, this is Arietta's. Is this Arietta's last season contract? Only have him, or we have him for another year, right? No, we got him. I thought it was a three-year deal. Three-year deal, but we, we got, got him. him next year. But we do. Yeah, we got him next year. Oh, you know what? Last we year was the last, last year was the long offseason where he didn't sign until like the end of the seat, the offseason, right? Yeah. That was last year. I thought that was two years ago. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right. But he's washed up, and he should just go away. But can buy him out. Can you buy people out in MLB? I mean, you could, but it'd be a lot of money just to buy out. Mm-hmm. He has an option to just quit and <laughs> he probably won't if you're a competitor no. you're not going to want to quit well, unless uh, also it's like 20 some million dollars so you're not just going to leave that on the table <laughs> yeah he's not stupid but yeah. um all right well you could just fake an injury for an entire year and then he could fake a bone spur for another <laughs> but um yeah no i think they made a couple good moves um i'm not gonna s- slam clentac right now because i think the deals he made were what he could make he really didn't give up anything for these guys and their improvements so that's also a lot of the time people people miss is like you got these at least confident players like uh dickinson dickinson is it dickinson or Dicker, Corey dickerson. dickerson dickerson um dickerson and vargas the mvp of the year you say vargas weird it's vargas 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 Vargas. It's not Vargas. It's said Vargas. 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 All right, whatever. No one says Vargas. All right, Jason. We got Jason. Jason. Um, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Vargas. <laughs> Every time he pitches, that's how we got to start out. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Vargas. I like um, it. I like but, it. you know, we got these but guys. He who looks like a mad will, scientist. Kind of. I like, saw the picture. He, he looks like... Borderline, Mister. Looks like flubber. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got these pieces, and we didn't give up too much for it. Yeah. So it's like you know, you I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm at peace with it. I wasn't expecting to land anyone big. It would have been nice to get a, another solid pitcher, but but they were probably asking way too much for it, considering a lot of the guys were taken off the market, and um, they really weren't great options. So. Um, I don't think they were going to get Cindergard. They're going to that was going to cost way too much for. Is not, he a free agent? No, he's not a free agent. Okay, so he'll probably be gone in the off season. Then he'll be traded. I don't know because like the Mets are kind of gearing up to compete again next year, so it's not like it's not great. Um, yeah, I I, I wouldn't want Cindergard at the moment anyway because I think he just he's not. I don't think he's that as good. As you want him to be right now, he's he's either going to be really good or really bad. Um, not consistency out of him, um, but yeah. So that's the Phillies trade deadline. Now I'm I'm looking to start a new segment. I'm going to call it Hot Hitters and Cold Hitters. Pretty pretty straightforward. Might come up with a better name for it, but uh, uh, at the moment I'll start with some hot hitters right now. Reese Hoskins, how do you think he's been doing since we uh, since we've been talking about him the other the other two weeks? <laughs> he's uh got the barrel rolling. He does have the barrel rolling because he is slugging six ninety over the past seven games, four hundred four twelve OPS and a three four hundred twelve home runs and a three ten average. So he's, he's moving listening. that up a little bit. He's definitely listening. Uh, I tweeted at him. I let him know. Uh, let him know I'm proud of him. You know, 
Did you plug the podcast too? No, I didn't. Oh, well, that was I don't think he wants mistake. to listen. I don't think he wants to listen to amateurs talk about hockey and baseball. To be honest with you, <laughs> there's professional podcasts for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, three home runs, uh, nine hits, seven RBIs. The RBIs are the big thing I'm happy about. Um, yeah, I'm very happy about him with his run production and uh, hitting some dingers a little bit on the way. Because um, before that, uh, he only hit seven in his last 30. So that's uh, that's something you want to see out of your cleanup hitter. Um, so that's, he's not cleaning up tonight. That's Reese. Yeah, yeah, he's in, he's in third. But that's, a, that's another thing to unpack. Uh, Gene Segura has been on a tear lately for the last 30 games he's been hitting about 319 but the last seven games he's been hitting he's got a really good slugging percentage he's got a 0.727 slugging percentage 0.522 on base percentage and he's batting 500 over his last seven um 11 hits one home run one rbi two runs not crazy about that because that just means he's just getting hits not really contributing too much or during opportune times um yeah that's gene that's another hot hitter right now i those are my two top two hot hitters right now (laughs) Uh, you had me on my edge of my seat i wondered what you were gonna say (laughs) yeah no i didn't really have too many other than that uh hernandez has been hitting pretty well recently I uh, uh, i see a pretty famous name right here bryce he on my other side. He's on the, on the other side of the list. He's on the cold hitters list right now. He's on the cold for the week? Am I, co- am I No, it's a lot, a little bit. Really? A couple, couple, couple weeks now. Um, I might, I might call the segment hot or not. <laughs> you like it? I do like it. Actually, it's fitting. Because <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. Is he? Is he cold? Like he's you know. cold right now. He is only batting, and this is interesting. He is only batting 154 over his last seven, 255 over his last 15. His on-base percentage is still around 3 350, but his slugging percentage is down. It's down to 346. Not great. And uh, his on or 346 last seven, 473 over his last uh, last 15, which isn't bad, but he's had a rough week. Um, only four hits, 26 at bats, one home run. Two RBIs. He's walking a lot, but really, uh, really struggling since uh, the big. Uh, oh, you know he's batting this much and on base percentage and stuff like that. Um, I'm not worried about Harper. I, I just think he's just hitting that another lull. Um, hopefully, he gets it out of the system, can gear up while the rest of the team is starting to heat up a little bit too, because um, Real Muto is hitting pretty well. Um, yeah, Harper's not hitting well, and Scotty King, Scotty King, he was batting, he was on fire for a couple of months there. Um, however, since we, the Phillies have moved him un, into that uh, leadoff spot, not great because he is batting over his last thirty games. He's hitting two oh eight, two ninety five on base percentage and a three sixty two slugging percentage. Last seven is 171 at batting average, 216 on base percentage, and a 314 slugging percentage. Not great. I feel bad for him because it's almost, he, it's almost, it's like deteriorating. It is, but it's like it's just factoring into what he's done. Um, 
I just think he's not meant for that leadoff. It's kind of uh, he's he has the power to be that a middle of the rotation, middle not the middle of the rotation, middle of the uh, lineup guy. He's I I think he's gotten away from being aggressive with the ball. Um, Hoskins has been doing that. He's been getting right on to pitches like sometimes. off a little bit here. Yeah, um, but Kingery succeeds when he's aggressive and like not really toying around with the pitchers too much. Uh, he needs to get back to keeping his head down, attacking attacking pitchers. I, and I think partially that's because of the leadoff spot. The leadoff spot you gotta you gotta kind of be on on your guard a little bit more because you don't know what the guy's gonna what the guy's plan for the game is. Um, also, like you have a job to get on base, whether that's walking or getting a hit. And Kingery's not really a walks guy. He's a get you hits, hit for some power, and he can do that. And that's why I think he'd be better suited for that uh, middle of the order kind of. I'm not gonna put him in the cleanup, but. I'm going to put him behind Hoskins or behind Harper just to knock people in, you know, or even behind Real Muto, which he is tonight, just to kind of get some runs going because he can be a run producer. He's just got to have the opportunity and just be aggressive anymore. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I, 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 w- I wasn't really worried about him because his, he is keeping his head on the ball. He's making a really solid contact. It's just nothing's landing, nothing's really going his way. Could just be a rough kind of rough little patch for now, but um, starting to get a little concerned about Kingery. Hoskins, he's he, he's heating up. Harper, a little a little concerned, and uh, Segura, keep hitting that way you are. And but I mean, be Harper good. at least you know will probably he'll snap out, he'll of, it. Snap he'll out like, of it. Kingery is the one that I honestly, when you just said it, I was more so like he's more of a question mark I think than Harper because Harper. Harper was bound to go through slumps during this season. Like, he was bound to hit, you know, he was going through that little bit of a time where he was just hitting everything, mm-hmm. and then now he's in that little slump. But I, he's always that guy who, you know, the last month or so, who will just basically put the team on his back. Yeah. So I'm not – but, yeah, I, Kingery is one that I feel like we should both keep an eye on because – I'm not. I'm not totally worried about Henry because I think he does have really good stuff. I think he's really. Re- he's going to be a really one good. Of those seasons. No, I, I don't think one he's of those just one of those frames. slumps. Yeah. yeah, just a slump. And the Phillies, I really contributed to their hitting coach, but we've had we've had our talk about him. We they they yeah. go into slumps and then they don't know how to get out of it. I like some of it's pretty easy to see. Like Franco, who's just hitting foul balls he keeps his head off the he keeps his head off his shoulders and he's looking up in the stands whenever he's taking a swing because he's already he's already past the point of hitting the ball he's thinking that it's already in the stands some of the stuff that these guys are doing it's just fundamental baseball issues hits a home run right now Eh, sure let's 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 go with that but like it's just little things that they can look at and say oh you're not doing this and I don't think the hitting coach does his job. He's just like, oh, look at look for this zone, and hopefully the pitchers will hit, throw it there, swing if that happens. And that's not really how hitters should go about it. Um, swing to your strength if there's something in your wheelhouse, which is driving me crazy because Hoskins yeah. lets – Well, he got a base hit. Shush. <laughs> Hoskins 
his worst spot is high, is up in the zone and in. And for a power slugger like him, that should be a that should be a home run almost every time. He should be able to take that and drive it. Because he, it's not like he stands up or when he stands up in the uh, batter's box, he's not right on top of the plate. That shouldn't be too close to him. He should be tearing that the cover off the ball at that point. Kingery, he's the same way. He likes the ball up, and he should try to attack that. Hoskins is only really going for those low pitches, and I think that's almost eliminating half of the plate or half of the zone anyway. It's frustrating to watch because I know he would be demolishing right now if you were looking at that. Uh, he would be demol- he'd be demolishing the ball if he would just take a swing at that, and he just leaves it every time. It's frustrating because I love high inside pitches. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of getting to the end of what uh, what I think about the Phillies. Uh, any kind of updates? Um, currently, nothing, nothing in the game we're watching. But uh, it's uh, what third inning. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a replay right now. Vinny Velo on the mound. Hopefully he gets a dub tonight. Can keep it going against the Giants. Um, big, big series. Well, not big series, but a good series to win because the Giants are kind of knocking on that door of uh, contention here. If we if we can sweep this, this might put them back a little bit. Um, Phillies are once again tied for the uh, wild card at the moment. Exciting stuff. Milwaukee fell back a game. Everyone's losing, which is nice. Yeah, if we can keep winning, it'd be a... Yeah, the Phillies are the only team that's won two games in the last couple of games for the uh, in the wild card games in the wild card race. So let's uh, let's hope that uh, that continues. Phillies can gain some ground in that wild card race. That be- that wonderful wild card race that we live in. It's beautiful. I'm excited. I am too, because wild it's, card it's, means playoffs, and, and playoffs and makes Jimmy happy. They're, you know what? They're fun at least. They're fun to watch. Yeah, hopefully. All righty. But I think that's uh, about wraps it up for today, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, make sure that you uh, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. And share. Yeah, share it. Share it with your friends, family, your goldfish. One. Goldfish, if you. Uh, your goldfish, who is also your loved one. Yeah. If, um, if, if you like to play podcasts for your goldfish, you might love this. Follow um, us on Twitter at Stick Energy. At Stick Energy. At capital Stick S, Energy. capital E. Um, and I'd say that's, that's it for today. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have yourself a fantastic week, and we'll be back next week to talk about more fills and the five-minute segment of Flyers Talk. You're damn right. All righty, everyone. Bye. Have a good week. Peace.